Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. You can have whatever you want in life, whatever good thing in life. You can have it, you can have it, as long as you're willing to hear, believe, say, and let me add this one from last week, wait. As long as you're willing to wait on that. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to yet another service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have a wonderful time this morning, and I thank you so much for tuning in. This is going to be an awesome day. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled The God Life, and this is part number six of that series. And we're going to subtitle this, wait for it, we're going to subtitle this Framed, Framed, you know, like you frame a picture or whatever, Framed, you're going to understand more about that as we go on today. Thank you so much for being a part. Well, you know, in this series, we're going to decree a thing and we're going to see that thing come to pass. We're going to walk in the promises of God unfolded on, or unfolding in our lives. And we're going to do that by declaring what the Father says. So let's go to the book of Job once again. Job 22, verse 28, it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. Glory to God. And you know, this series comes with a confession. So we have been declaring the decree, declaring the decree all the way through this series. And we're going to do the same thing today, declaring the decree. You know, a decree is something that is a statement that a king makes or is a statement that a judge makes. It's an official ruling. It's an order that he sends forth. And, you know, we as officers of the court or we as uh, soldiers in the army of the Lord, we as kings under the great king, we have the power to say what he said, to declare it, to say it boldly, to say it aloud. So that's what we're doing. We are declaring his decrees. And everything around us must line up with the word of God. As long as we say that thing with boldness, we say it with confidence and we stand in the authority of his word. We stand in faith. We're going to see his word come to pass. Hallelujah to the lamb of God. So let's go ahead and declare these decrees that the king has given unto us right here in his word. So let's go ahead and say them together. You ready? Let's go. I am a child of God and a joint heir with Christ. I don't have to be broke, sick, worried, or sad another day of my life. I believe I receive the abundant life Jesus has laid up for me. I cast all my cares unto the Lord because he cares for me. Therefore, I live a carefree life of peace and blessings. I am victorious through Christ Jesus and the powers of darkness are now under my feet. I am no longer a victim of circumstances of circumstance. Today, 
I declare I am an overcomer. Let me read that one more time. I love that one. I am no longer a victim of circumstance. Today, I decree I am an overcomer. All my sins have been washed away, and I have constant peace and communion with God the Father. God is for me, and I obey his voice. Therefore, his blessings are overtaking me right now. Glory to the Lamb of God. Glory to the Lamb of God. Let me say, let me give you the, a nugget. I want to try to do this every time we're, we're together. You can have whatever you want in life, whatever good thing in life. You can have it. You can have it as long as you're willing to hear, believe, say. And let me add this from last week. Wait. As long as you're willing to wait on that. And the word wait we can make this into an acrostic. I saw this, you know, every letter of the word has a meaning, has a meaning. Wait, grab hold of this. The word wait, as I saw it, means words active in time. Words active in time. Do you have the right words active in time? Are you speaking forth the word of God? Uh, on your behalf every day, on your behalf, on behalf of your family, your community, your church. Are you speaking the right words, words active in time? Well, you can have whatever you want in life, whatever good thing in life. You can live well above this natural world, no matter what the climate is. If we're surrounding ourselves with the word of God, glory to God. If your life is framed, we're going to see this. If your life is framed with the word. Now, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this as well. We're living in a time of living in a time when words are going back and forth. Really, it's a war of words. Oh, wow. That's another great title, isn't it? You're living in a time of wars of words. People are firing words back and forth, back and forth. Evil words, cursings are flying back and forth. And it's up to you and I, you and I may be the only ones, glory to God, I don't know, but I'm sure God has more people that are hearing this same word, glory, because he's the same spirit everywhere. Hallelujah. The same Holy Spirit that's, in, that's within me and you is within him too. So the Lord's doing this, okay? But I'm saying that if we were the only ones, then let's speak the blessings of God. Let's speak the word of God into the atmosphere. Why is our country and our world in so much fear and so much panic? Why is there so much hate and division? It's because of the words that are going forth. The words are negative words. And you see them on your posts, on your Facebook posts or your social media posts. You hear them in conversations, the words that are going on. And as we know from previous lessons, it's the words, words that we speak will shape atmospheres, not just around us or your home or your workplace, but also your county, your city, your state, your nation, this world. It's the words so much. So so if the atmosphere in our communities, in in our regions, if they're fearful, 
It's because somebody, a lot of somebody's have been saying a lot of negative and it's filled the air like air pollution. Well, it's time for us to declare God's word, to say what he says, glory to God, to say what father says and speak that clean air once again and drive away all the mischief and corruption that's in this world. Well, it starts with us saying what Father says. And I really want to, my God, by the Spirit, just convince you that the answer is in your mouth. It's in your mouth, child of God. It's in your mouth. You can have whatever good thing, whatever good thing God has for you in this life. If you're willing to hear, if you're willing to believe it, if you're willing to speak it, and if you're willing to wait for it. If you're willing to wait for it. Remember from last week through faith and patience, we will inherit the promises. Are you willing to wait? Remember that word wait is an acrostic words active in time. What words do you have active in time? Those words that are active in time will frame and shape your life. So we're going to go even deeper today in the word. And once again, I'm thankful that you are here with me uh, in Bible study, in church service. It would not be the same without you. Thank you so much. All right, let's get further in the word. We're going to go back uh, to Mark, Mark 11. And we're going to read that one more time because that's going to be or rather it really is our theme verse for the entire series. So let's go back and look at it one more time. Mark 11, verse 22 through 24. And it says this, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you. What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. All right. Now that's just awesome any day of the week. You're going to find greater definition and greater revelation or illumination about these verses as we go on. But let me tell you also how much I'm praying for you. Uh, I've told you how much I thank God for you, but let me tell you how much I'm praying for you and your family. Together, we're going to bring in revival. You and I, with many other believers that God has all around the world that is hearing from, that are hearing from his spirit, we're going to bring in revival that's going to shake this world. Hallelujah, glory to God. Yeah, we can clap our hands about that. Amen. And it's going to start with what we say. Glory to God with what we say. Now, our entire world was framed by a word. Our world, as you know it, was framed by a word. Our entire world, or should I say your entire world, was framed by worlds, by uh, words. Let me say that again. Make sure I get that right. Our world, as we know it, was framed by a word. Your word, rather your world, uh, are you praying with me? Your world was also framed by words. All right. 
Words frame realities. Words frame realities. These are words that we have heard, believed, then spoken over time. This is this is what has framed our world. All right. I'll go into it deeper with you as we go on. Our lives reflect the quality of words that we have received. Your life reflects the quality of words you have received. Words are powerful. All right. Someone did a survey, went into one of the prisons, went into uh, one of the um, men's prisons and they did a survey and they asked, you know, for a few volunteers and they asked them, how many of you lived in families where you received positive affirming words from your father or uh, from your parents or from others? You know, you can about guess how many people in that group received them. Not many, not many at all maybe one or two, three percent, right? Some people do make uh, a wrong turn, wrong path, and they end, on, they end up on that direction, but the vast majority of people did not or were not surrounded by affirming words. Were not affirming, were not affirmed by a word. They weren't. It was the negative that's in this environment that surrounded them. And so the quality of words that they received sent them on the path toward destruction, sent them on the path toward a and a criminal lifestyle. But understand something. Words are powerful. Please don't forget this. Words are powerful. Let's look at Hebrews one. Hebrews, the first chapter. Let's look at verses one through four. I really want you to see this here. It says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Okay, Jesus, the father made the worlds through Jesus. The Bible says that, right? Through his son. Well, who is Jesus? Jesus is the word of God made flesh. God made the worlds through the word. Let's go on. Verse number three, it tells you this. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So the word says that this world, number one, was uh, was made by the word, verse number two again, he says, whom he, whom also he made the worlds. The father made the worlds by the word. And it is still his word, this powerful word that is upholding all things. Now the word upholding means to carry. It means to carry some burden. It means to uphold, keep from falling. All right. So it is the word of God that is that is the foundation for all things. His word is holding all things up. It's the foundation. God not only made the worlds, 
through his word or by his word or with his word, but it is also his word that holds everything up, that moves things, that conveys things, that carries things. This is wonderful. So God used an invisible word to, uh, to create invisible things and also natural things, okay? God used an invisible word to create invisible worlds and visible worlds. And it is still his invisible word that is upholding all things. You got me? It is his invisible word that is upholding all things. All right. Now let's look at uh, Hebrews 11. I want to show you something here. Hebrews 11, verse 1 and 2, and it's going to really further get into this as we go on. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Now, look at verse number 3. This is spectacular. Verse 3 says, through faith we understand that the world's were framed. There's our title, right? We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So again, it is the invisible word that framed the visible things. Invisible words that God used framed everything that is visible and invisible, right? So again, showing you the power of his word. Now the Bible says here that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Grab a hold of that. Through faith, we understand, or through faith, the worlds were formed or rather were framed by the word of God. One more time, through faith, really get this in you, through faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now let's look at some definition here. The word faith, we can simply, we can just say faith means belief, or we can say it's conviction of the truth of anything. Conviction of the truth or simply belief. Through conviction of the truth, right? The worlds were framed. Now we keep, the Bible says keeps, it keeps saying worlds, and we'll get to that in a second because the word worlds here in the Greek is I own, I own, I own. And I own means universe. It means period of time. It means eternity. It means age. It means forever. It means worlds without end. Now, God made a lot of worlds, more than what you and I know, but they're all, all of them were framed by his word. A word that was spoken in faith because Father is absolutely confident in what he's saying. There is no conflict within him. When he says it, he absolutely believes that what he says is going to come to pass and he has whatsoever he says. It's the invisible word of God that has shaped or framed the invisible and visible realities. Now, that's important. Now, hang with me because I want to get something to you. Now, I want you to understand the word framed. The word framed uh, in the Greek means it means 
to render, to fit, put in order, put in order. It means to arrange. Uh, it means to equip. It means to complete. All right. So because the father was absolutely confident in what he said, that is, he had faith in what he said, he then spoke a thing and it came to pass. He framed, he arranged things by speaking. Now, through faith, again, the worlds were framed by the word of God. All faith has a voice. You're going to see this. All faith has a voice. If faith is present, it will speak and it will have an action. Now, this faith that God is talking about here in Hebrews 11 chapter, this faith is not exclusive to God alone. Now, this is wonderful because, again, the Bible says that through faith, God framed the worlds through faith. God framed the worlds through his word. All right. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. In other words, things were arranged by speaking. God arranged things. He put things in order by speaking. All right. Now, again, this faith that is talking about here is not exclusive to father. He has so kindly shared his faith with us. Right. Let me show you. And then it goes on down and the Bible gives us some examples of others in Scripture that share the faith of God. Let's look a little bit further. Hebrews 11, verse four, verse four says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and by it, he being dead yet speaketh. All right. Here again, faith has a voice. I'm telling you, Abel's faith was so strong that it continued to speak well after he died. This is powerful. All right. Let's look at verse five. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. Well, what's a testimony? What's a testimony without words? A testimony is, is an account, right, of what, of what happened. What do you do when you testify? You give words. So here again, there's faith present and there are words present. This is, all, this is uh, this awesome. Look at verse number six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. It's impossible to gratify God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Here's another example in verse number seven. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark uh, to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Well, the scripture says, of course, that uh, when Noah was building the ark, his work testified, uh, his work declared. If he didn't speak it, he said he was preached. He preached. If he didn't say it, his work said for him, spoke for him. 
his work alone. And I believe he also confessed, this is why I'm doing this. I'm building this ark because God's going to flood this planet and we're going to be ready. Now, it says by doing that, Noah condemned the world. How was that possible that Noah, by building the ark, condemned the world? Because Noah was the only righteous man on the planet and uh, and his family. God, um, Noah found favor in the sight of God because of his bloodline, only uncontaminated bloodline. When Noah built that ark and his family went in and they were safe, then at that moment, judgment would fall. All right. Once Noah was safe in the ark, judgment fell. Same thing happened there with Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. As long as Lot was unsafe in Sodom and Gomorrah, there was no judgment. But the moment Lot and his family were moved to safety, then judgment fell. All right. By doing that, when Lot came out to safety, condemnation came. When Noah went into safety, condemnation came or judgment came. By the same token, I believe that this would be also true with the rapture of God. When the Holy Spirit um, takes the church, when Jesus comes for his church and we are snatched away up to, up into glory. You haven't seen bad things on this planet yet. We thought, we thought the pandemic was bad. No, no. Yet the world hadn't seen it yet. Wait until wait until the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ is gone, is taken to a safe place. Then it's going to happen. Then judgment is going to fall and all that stuff. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So hold on. We haven't seen it and we won't see it. Glory to God. We're going to be gone. Amen. But I believe that those are two uh, different pictures. So the scripture goes on, of course, here in Hebrews 11, the scripture goes on, talks about Abraham and Sarah. And we talked about them last time, how through their faith and speaking, uh, they also inherited the promises of God. So this faith, again, that we're talking about is not exclusive to God. The father shares it with us. Now, how is that possible that man can contain and operate in the faith of God. Well, let's go back to Genesis. Genesis, the first chapter. Let's look at one verse. Genesis 126. Genesis 126 says, and God said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Hallelujah. So God shared this faith with us. How was that possible that we could operate, that you and I could operate in God's faith? How is it possible? Well, he made us to be like him. He made us in his likeness, in his image. He made us in his form. Now, he's not talking about our physical man. He's not talking about our flesh, but he's talking about our spirit. Our spirit is like God spiritually. Our recreated spirit is just like father. Glory to God created in his likeness, created in his image. So we can house and operate in the faith uh, that father is talking about here. So again, we are a spirit. Man is a spirit. We live in a pod live in a body and we possess a soul. All right. 
So truthfully, the only thing that stops us from walking in uh, the faith of God, the power of God is not our spirit, because in Christ Jesus, you have a newly recreated spirit that looks just like the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. Remember, the scripture says greater is he who's live with who lives within you or who is within you than he that is in the world. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's spirit lives in your spirit. Christ lives in your spirit. The father lives in your spirit. Jesus said, I will come and commune with him. He's talking about in the spirit, the real you. Hallelujah. So again, the only thing that could stop us from walking in the manifested power of God is not the spirit part of you. And it's not even your flesh. It's your soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, your intellect, your soul I mean, that God says you can do this and you can have this, but there comes a wrestling match within your mind. Uh, I don't know. Maybe God didn't really mean that. You know, I'm still hurting. So that must mean I still have this. I still have this problem. Well, that's in the soul. The spirit man says, yes, what God said is true and correct. But the wrestling match goes on in the soul. Will you allow God's word to penetrate into your soul, to penetrate deeply into your heart? And once that happens, it filters on down into the body. Glory. All right. Let's go on a little bit further. Then we're going to go on. So let's go back to Mark 11. I want to show you this. Go back to Mark 11. This is powerful. And verse 22 is going to have a different meaning for you this time. Look at Mark 11, verse 22. It says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, have faith in God, have faith in God. Now, Jesus is just not merely saying, hey, boys, believe in the father, believe in God. He's actually saying, have the God kind of faith or have the faith that belongs to God. Somebody's getting this right. So Jesus comes and offers mankind, he offers his believers, his followers, his body, the faith of God. Now, this is written as a command, as an imperative, and it is also written as an offering. Jesus is saying here, have the faith of God. Here, have the God kind of faith. Here it is, boys. Have this. Have this. You ever go into a restaurant and they said, uh, you know, would you like to have a piece of pie? You know, uh, would you like to have some fries to go along with that shake? Have this, have this. Jesus is saying, have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Have the faith of God. Here, boys, take it. Here, child of God, Jesus says, here, take it. Have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. You know what you and I have to do? We have to believe that we receive it. And then we'll have it because that's really the context of the entire verse of the entire work. Yes. Yes. We'll be talking about getting um, healing for our bodies and houses and 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 really prospering in life and and praying for people and seeing the sick recover and seeing the dead raise glory to God. But first, we must have the faith of God in operation in our lives. Remember the Lord said, and we'll go into this one more time. 
He said, if you believe that you receive them, you will have them. So you're going to have to believe that you receive the faith of God, the faith of God. You're going to have to say, Father, I ask you in Jesus name, your word declares whatsoever I desire when I pray. If I believe that I receive it, then I shall have it. Father, I believe right now that I receive your faith, the faith of God. Jesus said, have it. And I say, yes, I have it. Yes, I possess it. I take possession of it by faith. I have your faith. I walk in your faith. I receive your faith. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, when you do that, you'll also understand what Mark 9, 23 says. Mark 9, 26, Mark 9, 23 says this. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So we must first lay hold of the faith of God. Laying hold of the faith of God, then we'll have the power to speak and to say. To speak and to say. Jesus said, have faith in God. Lay hold of the faith, lay hold uh, to the, uh, upon the faith of God. Take it, boys. Take it, take it, take it, sisters. Take it, take it, take it, child of God. Take it. Jesus says, take it, take it, have it, have it, have the faith of God. Have this faith that belongs to God. Have this faith. This faith is not exclusive to Father. Remember, the Father used this faith to create, to create and to frame worlds. You will also use this same power, this same faith to create and frame your world. If your word, rather, if your world is filled with darkness, then you have the power through Christ to frame a better world, a better world. Remember, our lives are a reflection of the quality of words that we have heard, believed, and spoke. You may have said some things and others may have said some things all around you. There may have been a lot of curses spoken over your life. Well, there's no curse that is stronger than a blessing. Declare the word of God. Be consistent in declaring his word. Say it aloud. Say it aloud. Say it aloud. Say it boldly. And I tell you, you will see that come to pass. Now, the last thing I want to share with you today Oh, this is so powerful. And this is one thing that I pray for myself and and I'm praying for you. My wife told me about an experience that she had. She just bought some brand new uh, tennis shoes. Uh, Right now, I can't really, really remember the name of the shoe, but she was out in one particular place and, and actually in several places. And and people, one gentleman that came to her, came up to her and said, hey, I just love those shoes. Now, she had not met this guy before, not seen this guy or anything like that. But he noticed her shoes, this special kind of soft tennis shoe. And he about jumped out of his skin. Oh, those are great shoes. I've been having some for quite a while. You're going to enjoy those shoes. My Lord, she goes into a, a dentist's office and the, some of the nurses recognize the shoes. Oh, oh, those are some great shoes. Great shoes. Oh, great, great, great shoes. They were just falling out over themselves over some tennis shoes. You know, when I heard that, what struck my heart? My God. 
I pray for the day that we are that excited about Jesus. I pray for the day that you won't have to just, if the Lord says, go speak to somebody, you won't have to sit there and, oh, Lord, what am I going to say? I don't know enough word. I don't, I don't know enough scripture. I, I don't know what to say. No, I, I pray that the love of God would so be in us that we would so be excited, so filled with God's word, so filled with him that we become infectious and wanting to share his love with everybody. You know, those people that came to my wife didn't ask her, hey, would you mind can you mind me sharing my experience about my shoes with you? <laughs> they didn't. They just, blah, blah, those are great shoes. They just went all crazy about the shoes. The day will come, my friends, when we're so excited about Jesus, so filled with him, so filled with light, so filled with love. You won't have to worry about it. About whether, oh, uh, will they like me anymore because of this, you know, or um, am I going to offend them? No, it's just because it becomes not what you say, but it becomes who you are. A glorious day when you become the words that you speak and we see the word of God come to pass in your life in phenomenal ways. We love you guys so very much. Thank you again for tuning in with me. And I look forward to being with you again real soon. We love you and we will see you. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.